On this episode of the Best of Bias podcast, you got Lydell De Niro back in action, straight back from Thanksgiving break. I'm sorry, guys. I hope you guys heard the little snippet I have for y'all. I hope you had a happy holidays. But we back in the building, brand new merch, brand new T-shirt, and some brand new pop culture to talk to y'all about. We got sports today. We got pop culture today. We're doing two parts because, you know, I'm, I'm experimenting a little bit. You know what I mean? Uh, Usually I do all the sports up top and kind of go through kind of chronologically down to the uh, uh pop culture and cinema corner type stuff. I think I'm going to do it in two parts this time because, you know, the episodes will be a little longer and I haven't been time stamping. So um, I could lose some interest in the middle there. If people specifically just want to hear pop culture, just specifically want to hear sports. So what I'm going to do for our, well, not audio, not audio listeners for, for the audio listeners, you will hear probably um, uh, just, you know, it's a podcast, a full podcast, but for the visual listeners, we're dropping it in two different like videos instead of one long video. So it's a little more easily digestible and you can pick which side you actually want to listen to if you don't want to watch both, which is okay, but I'd rather you watch both. But either way, as long as you watch and you supporting the fam and supporting the Best of Bias podcast, we all good. But yeah, it's a good podcast today. We got some NFL to talk about um some college football playoff to talk about the seasons the regular seasons are almost over it's time for championship week um fantasy football playoffs are starting nba in-season tournaments going uh wild shit is happening um and we got yeah pretty much a, some nuggets to talk about um just a whole bunch of predictions for week 13 it's just a bunch of that and then pop culture side here we got a bunch of pop culture topics to talk about i haven't really touched on the diddy stuff yet i haven't really touched on um some of the sam uh, altman and open ai stuff von miller drama it's a lot of stuff to talk about in pop culture so i'm gonna give it to you in two different pods just in case i expound a little bit more on one side you guys both get what you need as far as you know what you like but if you like it all we don't worry if it's two videos. You watch both, like, subscribe, comment, all that shit on that one. Then you move to the next one. Like, subscribe, do all that again. It's just it's basically uh, double the fun for y'all. And we also going to try to give you some live information, some live uh, updates from LA Comic-Con this week. I'm there on Friday. I've been telling y'all a whole bunch leading up to it. So a lot of stuff coming, a lot of stuff to talk about. And maybe some bonus content uh, content this weekend starting uh, starring Demo and a, a little special guest. So it's the best of bias podcast we back i know last week we didn't have a pod but you know it was thanksgiving sometimes with the family took a little break took a little breather but we back now you know what i'm saying happy friday happy day happy end of the week let's get right to it it's the best of bias podcast. it's the best of bias podcast where that theme song got tongue tied on this friday let's get it yeah 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 it's the best of best of bias you need the earful Try us from pop culture to the movies to Unitas. It's the best, uh, best of bias. The best of bias. The best of bias. You are now listening to the best of bias podcast with Lydell De Niro and Hugo Twilight. And welcome back. It's your boy, Lydell De Niro. <laughs> it just feels like it's been forever. You know what I'm saying? Last week, uh, Thanksgiving. Um, hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving. Hope you guys got some full, you know, a whole bunch of food, all the food that you love to eat on Thanksgiving. Hopefully your mac and cheese was good. Hopefully your yams was good. Can I get to the yams? Sweet yams. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully your yams is good. No marshmallows on mine, please. You already know how I go. But 
we back. We got some bias to talk about. We got some sports to talk about. I didn't even give y'all no sports last week. So we had a week of football. I do have to review, um, but I'm not going to review the week last week as far as me getting my picks right. You guys know if I did. Y'all keep me honest in the comments all the time. I, I respect y'all. So um, I'm just going to go uh, review over the scores last week. There's a whole bunch of Thursday games. There's a Friday game and there's a couple of Sunday games. And then I'll preview uh, NFL this week. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, uh, there's six like teams on by. So there's like a few games this Sunday. Um, yeah, and we'll get into some shit. So without further ado, let's get right into it. But we're going to start with some college football. Excuse me, man. I don't know if my, what's going on with my nose right now. Sorry about that. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about the college football, college, latest college football playoff rankings just dropped recently. Um, a little bit of movement. Um, I think, was it last, two weeks ago, I think it was. Was it last week? I don't know. I'm getting my days mixed up. But Ohio State did lose to Michigan, uh, dropping them from the college football playoff, actually dropping them to number six. Uh, the standings right now, um, as far as the top eight go, because those are really the people that are in contention to make it if any, any movement happens. But we have Georgia at number one, Michigan at number two, Washington at number three, Florida State at number four, Oregon, you know, number five. Number six, we have Ohio State after that loss uh, to Michigan. And then Texas uh, is number seven, following uh, up by number eight, Bama, because Texas beat Bama, so that's only right. Both having one loss, so... I am very, very, very excited for this week. Um, it's championship week, like I said at the beginning. Um, all these teams that are in the top of the brackets, that are in the top four, have championship games they have to win in order to stay in that spot. As far as Michigan goes, there you play Iowa. Um, Ohio State doesn't really get a chance to redeem themselves in the championship game because there's like, a, I think there's divisions, I guess, for their uh, conference championship. And the winner of that side gets to advance. Maybe Michigan and Ohio State on the same time, same side. I'm not really well versed in the Big Ten's, uh, you know, championship system, but I will because we go in there next year. So we will get real familiar, you know what I'm saying? But right now, I'm not too sure exactly um, how their system works, but they're playing uh, Iowa, I believe. Um, uh, let's see, Georgia plays Bama, which is a big game for them in the SEC championship because if Bama gets that quality win over the number one team, do they jump into the playoff automatically over, you know, an undefeated and champion of the a ACC Florida State? Um, I don't think so. Um, Florida State's playing Louisville, but if they lose to Louisville, they will drop out, hopefully pushing Oregon in. Um, Oregon still has to win against Washington, so if Washington loses to Oregon, do they get to stay in the top even though they only have one loss? I don't know. Um, and then you have, what other championships do we have? We have uh, Michigan, yeah, we talked about Washington, Florida State. Um, Texas plays, who do they play? Texas plays Oklahoma State in their championship game. Um, they do want to win this game to keep their hopes alive just in case there's any slippage up top. Um, they have to win, take care of business. And Texas, man, they have been known to uh, kind of get a, you know, get ahead of their skis sometimes and lose the teams they shouldn't lose to in the crucial moments of the season. So uh, we're hoping that they can stay good and just stay in contention. We want everybody to stay in contention and everything to come down to the championship game. Let everybody that's in, in contention in the top eight win their games. Well, I don't want to say that because some of them are playing each other, especially Washington and Oregon. Um, I want Oregon to win for sure. I'm going to get to that game in a little bit, but it, it, the standings are good and the top eight teams, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Shit. On a, on a neutral playing field, it, it will be a slugfest no matter who plays who, except for maybe Florida State. But Florida State's been looking good all year. They look like they could compete with some uh, teams in other divisions. But the SEC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 have been really showing out this year. And uh, ACT, ACC teams haven't really been doing that well. Um, Drake May hasn't really been doing well for uh, North Carolina. Uh, Louisville is number 10 right now, but that's kind of late season pushes that they've been making. So, um 
yeah, it's going to be an interesting championship week. I know you guys are going to be tuned into that. Um, if your teams are in the top eight and have to win the championship game to be considered or to make it in and stay, uh, hey, power to you because I know I will be watching the game is tomorrow, Oregon versus Washington, the rematch out there in Vegas. I'm so mad that I can't be there, but I actually am on my way to Comic-Con tomorrow. So while you're hearing that, I'm probably getting ready to go. I'm actually working and then playing there, uh, missing the first day, but, you know, saying go, it is what it is, but Oregon is playing Washington, the rematch we need. I'm excited to see what happens, man, because just it's both senior year. Last year, senior night was uh, the other night against Oregon State. We beat them for the last Civil War game in a while, at least in the Pac-12 anyway. Uh, so this is big time for Bo Nix. Uh, he lost to Washington. He did his thing. Um, it just came down to a field goal, and our whew, our kicker, Camden Lewis, who's been missing a lot of kicks lately, he missed the field goal to actually have us tie the game to go into overtime. So... We were really close the whole game, winning the whole game. We like gained over 500 yards that game. We were pretty much doing our thing, but it came down to that field goal. Washington made some plays in the end to actually get the lead back in. They're at home. You know, we played in Washington, so you know how that goes. Um, neutral playing field, we hope that it could be in our favor. No rain. It's going to be inside a, like a dome stadium type thing. So we, it's going to be good. It's going to be a dog fight. Uh, Oregon's uh, projected to win by nine and a half. Um, last week was last week. I don't want to go too far into that and how uh, Bo did his thing again and should be the Heisman winner. I don't want to hear anything about this Jaden Daniels type shit. Um, he's only putting up the numbers he is because he is, well, playing teams that are, you know, worse than his team and just playing to the last second of the game, even if they're blowing them out. Uh, Oregon blows out a team and Bo will be out by the first half. So if he was really trying to put on and win the Heisman like that and had nothing else to play for, he'd be putting up the same numbers as Jalen uh, Daniels. Jaden da Daniels, excuse me. I have, I don't have anything against him, but he did play at Arizona State and couldn't make it there. So he decided to transfer over to LSU being the super senior he was with experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it is LSU. Yeah, he's supposedly playing tougher competition, but... I don't know. I think he's just a super senior talent that people were looking for quarterbacks in the transfer portal. And he was one of those quarterbacks that had experience that they thought could run the LSU unit. But I mean, he got hurt at one point and also they lost a couple of games to take him out of contention. So was it really any state extra year? He was there last year. Didn't really do anything either. So eh, no hate on the guy, but Come on. If you're going to transfer and and go to LSU, you got to have a better record and have some success there um, to win the Heisman rather than just putting up crazy stats against terrible teams. I know it's it's pretty good. Hey, four touchdowns and have 200 yards rushing. Or I don't watch the games, to be honest. Um, I'm going to be watching LSU games because especially if they're not really – you know, in condition to win anything or compete for the college football playoff. The teams that I'll be watching are in condition to win the college football playoff or make the college football playoff or win the championship for their their conferences. You know what I mean? And that's what I've been watching closely. But every time Oregon's playing, I see to the left, see to the right. Oh, Jaden Daniels does just, just. But it doesn't matter what he's doing right now because it means nothing. The team's not going anywhere. They're not going to play in the SEC championship. So he can just go out there and play backyard football and just make it happen. Like, come on. He's, 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 I don't even think he's eligible to play next year. So he has to go to the NFL, which, I mean, I understand putting up those numbers for that case, you know, because you need, you got to do what you got to do to be able to get to the NFL, put up numbers and put up film. But I don't know. I don't see it as being that. I mean, I don't know. I don't want to make it seem like I'm hating because it could sound like I'm hating real easily. You know what I'm saying? But that's not what I'm on. I just feel like just from what Bo Nix, he has, okay, mind you, since I'm talking about super seniors and stuff like that, Bo has been in the, uh, 
been in the league, not in the league, the conference for a long time, uh, fifth year, um, the COVID year, he got a year back, played a couple years at Auburn, as we all know, and two years here at, uh, at, at Oregon. Um, last year we lost Oregon state, lost to a couple teams we shouldn't have. So we, he came back with unfinished business this year and he's standing on business. You know what I mean? He has like 3,900 yards, like 37 touchdowns, two, inter- two interceptions, like, He's doing what he needs to do, um, doing what an experienced quarterback should do, putting Oregon on the map and putting people on notice that Dan Lanning recruited great and he's coming out here and changing the program. And more than being just a flash, fast, finesse team with a whole bunch of jerseys, we're actually some team that's good in the trenches. We're huge on our defensive line. Our corners and DBs can fly around. Our linebackers fly around. They're converted safeties that just bulked up and became uh, – uh, linebackers that can run sideline to sideline. Uh, our offensive linemen are all world and we can rotate them in and out every year. And you don't see any slippage because of how we recruited and how, you know, these big boys want to come and block for people like Bucky Irving and J- Jordan James, J- Jordan James, and just people like that can, that can just bust it and take it to the house pause and this, you know, and that's what that's what you want to see. That's what you want to have on tape as well. You want to make the NFL go to teams that have running backs that can take it to the house with a great block. You know what I'm saying? One great block that you can put on tape. You know, you see those in the NFL draft, that tape that these players have. You see them turning one guy out, pause, and, you know, opening up a big hole for the running back and him taking it to the end zone. That's what you want to see on tape. That's what you want to have on tape. You know what I'm saying? And be athletic and be fast. You know, everybody in Oregon's fast. You know what I'm saying? What about those fast, nimble linemen we have? That's gonna be. That's gonna. That's what they want in NFL now. You want linemen that can kick step hella fast. They're athletic and big. Uh, Penny Sewell, um, Sewell. You know what I'm saying? Out there in Detroit, one of the best linemen in the NFL. Only in the second, third year. I don't remember exactly how many. Maybe second or third. But he's balling out there. You know, putting on for us. Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, got drafted out there as a defensive end, like number three. Um, we saw Javon uh, Javon Holland take back an interception against, I forgot exactly who it was in the last Miami game. It's just they're producing now. We're going to get these recruits because not only can we provide uh, never-ending never Nike and a whole bunch of jerseys and a, a top-notch education in a beautiful uh, state, um, you're going to be able to go places and get drafted and have that ultimate goal of going to the NFL as well. So, I say all I have to say. I think Oregon's going to take care of business, and I'm rooting for you. I don't want to jinx anything, but let's do it. Let's get into this college football playoff. We were in the first college football playoff. We should be in the last one when it's only four teams before they expand it to 12 when we get in every year anyways. Let's make history and win it for us before it expands to 12. It's only we ain't playing. But, yeah, that's all the college football. I'll talk to you all next week and see how I feel about the results of those games. But NFL Week 12, um, again, I didn't make any picks for this week, but I'll just run through these scores real quick. Uh, and I didn't put the records on them this week either. So my bad, man. I'm sloppy. I'm getting sloppy. But anyways, we had three games on Thursday starting. You know, these are kind of the common Thanksgiving people. You know, always got to have Lions, always have the Seahawks. But this one's a new one. We have the 49ers and the Seahawks. I don't think um, the Seahawks and Cowboys or Seahawks 49ers. I don't think one of them play every, every uh, Thanksgiving. But I do know. The Cowboys and the Lions do play pretty much every Thanksgiving. Not each other, but they play. Uh, but anyways, Thursday night, we had the Packers versus the Lions. The Packers surprisingly won 29-22. to Lions slipping a little bit, losing to some teams or, you know, letting some teams get in their heads and putting points up on them that shouldn't be putting points on them. Um, and they definitely shouldn't have lost to the Packers. Jordan Love was showing some stuff out there, got the bite the turkey leg, was able to get that win on Thursday. Um, the Commanders versus the Cowboys. Again, Cowboys playing inferior talent, always go out there and do their thing. They smacked up, smacked up on the Commanders, 45 
to uh, 10. Yeah, the Cowboys are on a uh, on a revenge tour, man. Um, they are doing what they're supposed to do against bad teams. And when they get up against good teams, they they play hard. Um, they lost some um, some tough games. Um, well, the 49ers whooped them. But the Eagles game, they made some mental mistakes and some mistakes in the game that they regretted towards the end because it kind of caused them to lose the game a little bit. The stepping out of bounds by Dak Prescott, the the knee down on the uh, out of bounds down before his, the ball crossed the pylon for the rookie tight end, like little things like that, cost them that game. So they're making it a, a a thing to beat down the teams that they should beat in kind of revenge and letting their anger out for the losses that they did have because. Yeah, they want to be known as a team that can actually follow through. It's been many years that they've been hyped to be Super Bowl champions, but they always fell short because, yeah, I don't know, one thing here, one thing there. But we'll see if they can do it this year. That defensive unit is looking crazy. Uh, Deron Bland breaking the record for intercept pick sixes is crazy. Having six, I think he has five, maybe six. Uh, I think it might be six to lead the NFL and like the most NFL history, which is nuts. Um but yeah, Cowboys won that game. Last Thursday night game, we had the 49ers and the Seahawks. Um, 49ers uh, in the season, not recently. They lost three games straight. Um, coming off their bye, they just kind of went on a tear and just winning, beating teams handily. They played us, I think, last week, the Bucks last week. And yeah, they whooped us. Um, they really, you know, they, they, they were operating all cylinders. The starters were doing their thing as they always do when they're healthy. Um, defense was playing great as well. So they beat us by 14 and then they came out and they uh, beat the, they played uh, Seahawks this uh, week as well. 31 to 13. I don't know what's happening to the Seahawks. Actually, they're playing right now. I'm recording this on Thursday. So they're playing right now, but when they play the 49ers, they look like the old Seahawks. They didn't really look too good. Gino, I don't know what's going on. He's reverting back to the old Gino. Maybe it was Dave Canales, but even if it was, the, he ain't doing the same thing for Baker. So I don't know what it was. Maybe it's in the Seahawks water. I don't know what's going on, but the Seahawks did lose to the 49ers. And the 49ers are also on a, a revenge tour of their own because they keep making the NFC Championship, making the Super Bowl, and not really getting over the hump and getting that trophy. So they're on a tour to prove that, you know, it's our time now too. So we have a lot of these, these teams on a crash course to – it's our time to win the championship, Eagles, 49ers, and, you know, the 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 Cowboys are just on a crash course to see who can take it and who can, who's going to represent the NFC in the, in the Super Bowl in my opinion. Friday, we had our first Black Friday game. We had uh, the Dolphins versus the Jets. You know what happened in that game. The Dolphins won 34 to 13. Uh, the Jets are just not looking good. We're seeing Aaron, word of Aaron Rodgers possibly coming back and playing. We saw him at practice. We saw him being activated off the uh, IR or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. This is all window dressing to me. I don't think he's going to play, but hey, if anybody was to do some weird shit like this, I guess it would be Aaron Rodgers to break medical records and be healthy before anybody would ever expect it would be that guy. huh? Maybe, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. But yeah, the Dolphins won 34 to 13 and the Jets are just in the shambles right now. Sunday, we had a full slate of games. Patriots lose to the Giants 10 to 7. Buccaneers, they played the Colts. They lose 20 to 7. Should I talk about this game a little more? Do I have to? I don't know what's going on with the Buccaneers. We lost six out of seven. Uh, we lost to the Colts with Gardner Minshew. Our corners are trash. We get beat deep by every receiver. Defense plays well uh, up front, and then we get in third and long, and our corners play 10 yards off the ball, giving easy first downs to their offense. Um, they get down into the red zone, and they score once early in the game, and then they start 
holding up towards the end, kick field goals and stuff. And those field goals bite us in the ass towards the end of the game because we always make a run towards the fourth quarter. But that field goal that kept us down is always going to keep us from actually reaching our ultimate goal. And we always can trickle in and count on a, a, a Baker turnover or two. So without us being up handily or us being down one or two, if it's three or anything more than that, it's not going to be good. It's not. So me personally, I've lost all hope in this team. Me personally, I don't like saying that at all. I love my team. I love my offense. I love my defense, except for the corners right now. We pay Carlton Davis a bunch of money, Jamel Dean a bunch of money for them to suck. We signed this Ryan Neal guy from the Seahawks who was supposed to be good, according to PFF, but he's terrible, gives up long plays and long touchdowns every game. One of the reasons we lost to the Texans, one of the reasons we lost to the team we played before that, the Falcons, like these teams that we should have beaten and we put up a whole bunch of points to beat, we lose to. Because of our secondary, our linebackers, Levante David should be, I mean, Levante David's great. I'm, I'm not going to bang on Levante David, but he just got hurt. He hurt his groin, so he's probably going to be out for a couple of weeks. He's old. And we have Devin White not knowing what he's doing, getting shook up by motioning running backs, tight ends, don't know what he's doing in space. He's fast. He ran a fast 40. And I, and I do love the guy, but him playing out of position and giving up big passes across the middle and the tight ends like that is killing us. And we're not going to be we, – we can't yeah. – we're one game out of the division um, for first place, but if we do make the playoffs coming out of the NFC South, we're going to get bombshelled because we're not going to make any changes. Our coaches, if we win this game and win the division, they're going to think that what they're doing is justified, and it's not. Our defense is terrible. We should not be giving up the things we give up to the people we give them up to. Like, Gardner Minshew should not be beating us. We shouldn't lose the first year C.J. Stroud. We shouldn't be losing to uh, Ritter. We shouldn't be losing to these stupid-ass teams that we should be beating. And we're wasting away the last couple of years of Mike Evans' career. We're wasting Chris Godwin. We're wasting these linemen that may not be here forever. Uh, it's like we're just wasting a bunch of shit, not changing shit that needs to be changed. And it's apparent. And our owners don't like to fire coaches midseason, so we're not going to change anything like that. Like, I don't know, man. I love Tom Brady, but the worst thing that happened to the Buccaneers was him forcing Bruce Arians upstairs and him making Todd Bowles the coach. Me, I thought it was an opportunity to give the brothers a chance to, you know, get a head coaching job. It was supposed to transition Brian, uh, Byron Leftwich into being a head coach. But they gave play calling duties to Byron Leftwich and our team went to shit for the next two years. So... I don't know. I don't know what the change is going to be, but it needs to happen fast. I'm not used to this shit after the last three years winning a Super Bowl and shit. At least I want to be competitive. We ain't got to be the best, but shit, can we be as competitive as some of these trash teams that have got it turned around and are fucking... Excuse me. Sorry, YouTube. I apologize for getting emotional, but it's just crazy. Four and seven, yo. Anyways, I'm going to move on before I have just self-destruct over here. Bears, they beat the Vikings 12 to 10. It was like one of the most boring games I'd ever seen. I think it was the Sunday night football game or Monday. I think it was the Monday night football game where they scored no touchdowns and won a game. And Joshua Dobbs threw four interceptions after being heralded the, 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 the most genius player in the world, coming here, learning playbooks in two days and winning games and shit. All of a sudden, he's 
the worst quarterback ever. I don't know. Giving the Bears a win in Justin Fields' return, by the way, as well. Uh, Ravens beat the Chargers 20-10. to 10. I don't know what's going on with the Chargers, man. They make my boy Justin look crazy. Keenan Allen's performing every week. They're wasting his performances. Austin Eckler, I don't know what's going on with you. I don't know what's going on with the team in general. I don't know how the defense is so bad. I don't know if Brandon Staley's a defensive guy, and that's why people hate him so much, because he's supposed to be that guy that does defense any kind of justice, but the, he sucks. Um, Kellen Moore, first-time offensive coordinator. Um for the for the for the uh, Chargers anyway, um, is I don't know they're wasting his talent too, making him look bad because uh, Herbert's out there making plays. But firstly, all the receivers ever on the Chargers always get hurt every year. I don't know what that is. And then we have a line that's always in shambles as well. Uh, it looks like Eckler has to run for his life, and he just looks like he's running in concrete walls every time he runs the ball. Like every time, it looks like he's gonna get hurt. It's just wild. And then you have Justin Herbert with a broken middle finger on his right or his uh, non-throwing hand. And then you have him running for his life every play, getting sacked a million times and being forced into tough plays. It's just kind of crazy to see. So I would like to see them get a good coach. There's rumors that Bill Belichick might be leaving the Patriots and going there to be GM and coach. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if any of the, you know, popping offensive coordinators on these teams that are going to make the playoffs wouldn't be looking at LA and Justin Herbert and saying like, this is a great place to be. So I wouldn't doubt that either, but man. It's over for the Chargers this year. Um, Ravens win 20 to 10 again. Uh, Chiefs beat the Raiders 31 to 17. This game was kind of weird at the beginning. Uh, the Raiders went up 14-0, and then eventually the the Chiefs just kind of like did what they needed to do, ended up whooping the Raiders, and it was it is what it was. Everything was all good at the end. I thought it would be another instance where uh, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs lost to a sorry team. That would have been tragic, but. Luckily, that's not what happened. Um, they got the victory, and they are moving on. Moving on to next week, but a nice record. I think they only lost three games, so I'm not going to do the math right now. That's why I should put the records here, but I didn't. My bad. I'm, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, the Bills and Eagles. This was a great game. Bills lost 34-37, to 37, though. The Eagles move on uh, and only lost one game now. It's crazy. They're getting all these close games and actually pull it out in the end. Um, people are talking about how the offense isn't operating correctly. Is is Jalen Hurts hurt? Has he lost it? Like, I don't think any of that is the case. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's just that he needs to take a little time to get his stuff together and he's getting it together and he's making plays. I mean, though, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to complain or, uh, or make anything up and say, I'm not mad about AJ Brown, not getting the ball as much as he was at the beginning of the season, but it's all good. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to be greedy with it. Um, I'm not going to be greedy with it. I'm just going to, I'm just going to hope that they get it together and he throw him the ball a little bit more, but the Eagles themselves, man, that, that brotherly shove is unstoppable. If they get on the one yard with the ball, one yard line with the ball or fourth and one, third and one, they're going to pick up the first down. They're going to score the touchdown. Uh, the running backs are going to get it together. The offensive line is great. The DBs and the, uh, yeah, the DBs are a little susceptible, um, but Bradbury, you know, um, got an interception last game. Uh, you know, Josh Allen, I don't know, man. He has to do a lot by himself. He kind of wills the team by himself and tries to do a lot. Um, he was doing what he needed to do to get that win after them being, you know, they're like five and six or something like that. Five and five, five and six now, I think, but it's just weird. It's just weird for them to be such a good team at the beginning of the seasons and always towards the end, they always disintegrate. And that's going to be a stain on Josh Allen's record 
You know what I mean? And uh, Jalen Hurts just keeps on making it by, and it's not always the prettiest, but he has one or two plays in him that he's going to make in the game that's like, wow, and that's what the team's going to need to take it over the hump. That's what happens every week. So if they're taking it slow, waiting for the playoffs to start, to actually kick it into full gear, but I don't know. To me, it looks like they're going to win the one seed because this is the tough part of their schedule, and they're still trotting along. So we'll see. Um, this week they play the 49ers, big game coming up, but if they win this game, it's like, fuck, like, what can you guys really do? They're going to have to play. They're going to test play all you know their obstacles um defensively um to get to that number one seed and i don't know if kansas city's defense is like that you know what i'm saying if it is who they play in the championship if it's the it's the ravens you know what i'm saying i don't know i think they've seen it all the defenses they have to play in the playoffs i think maybe in the nfc maybe harder than the defense they have to play in the playoffs in the AFC when it comes to the Super Bowl, you know what I mean? So I think they'll be battle tested and ready by the time the Super Bowl does come if they have to go through that gauntlet of schedules towards the end that they really have to go through right now. And I'm not caping for the Eagles. It is, it just looks what like what's gonna happen, man. It could be the uh 49ers, it could be the Cowboys, but we're gonna have to see, man. These teams all want it. And again, it's gonna be a dog fight, but on the AFC, it's looking a little bit more like the either the Ravens or Ravens or the uh, the Chiefs. Cause I can't really think of anybody else in the AFC who would even threaten that top, you know. Burroughs hurt. Josh Allen can't beat neither one of them. It's just Lamar and Pat. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to think of who else is over there. I mean, yeah, that's it. So we'll see who ends up there, but let me not get distracted. Then we had the Browns. Oh, yeah, and they won in overtime, too. So that's how exciting the game was. They needed overtime to decide the winner of that game, and the Eagles won. I'm probably not doing it as justice, but I'm just trying to get through these. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even going front with y'all. Um, but, yeah, the Browns and the Broncos. Broncos won 29-12. They're on a five-game winning streak, which is nuts uh, after their start. They started off horrible, uh, but just, uh, Justin, uh, what's his name? Russell Wilson's coming out and proving that, you know, if you get with a good, experienced coach, they can calm you down and get you back on the right track. And they didn't panic. Um, they stayed the course, and they're making they're making move and winning games. Uh, yeah, 29-12 ain't no, you know, ain't no little, little task when it comes to uh, playing the Browns, they had DTR start, even though I feel like they should, at this point, just start, uh, what's his name? PJ Walker, because he was winning games from the beginning of the season. But I don't know. This, them, the, that defense giving up 29 points to the Broncos is interesting. But, yeah, the Broncos did win 29-12. Rams whoop up on the Cardinals, 37-14. to uh, Yeah. Yeah. Matthew Stafford lit them up. The Cardinals are back to the lowly ways. After the first game, you know, hype with uh, Kyler Murray being back. Um, the Rams just kind of put it on the Cardinals. Um, yeah. Higby, um, Kyron Williams coming back, having like over 200 yards overall, like catching and receiving and running, rushing is just wild. Uh, but yeah, no touchdowns for Puka Nakua or Cooper Cup. Uh, but Cooper Cup, man, I don't know. Fantasy-wise, he's not looking too good this year because he had that injury at the beginning. He came back and he's not looking too great. But yeah, good win for the Rams. Uh, Jags played the Texans. It was a duel out there. Uh, Trevor Lawrence for C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud did lose, though, 24-21. to 21. Um, Yeah, they had to. I mean, it's a rookie, and he's been on a Cinderella kind of, uh, you know, tour. He's been winning um, games he shouldn't win and putting up big numbers in all the games. It's kind of amazing, to be honest. Definitely going to win offense, uh, Rookie of the Year um, and uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. And then he's, I don't know, if unless he makes the playoffs and makes some noise in the playoffs, I don't see the MVP in him. Even though MVP like a regular season award, I don't think they announce it till later. I don't really remember how they do it for football. Um, but, yeah, he's he's having a good season. Um, he's looking like a better pick than the Bryce Young for now. 
I don't know if it was the other way around. Um, if Bryce Young would have went to the Texans and if CJ Stroud would have went to the Panthers, I don't know if maybe the same circumstances because uh, D'Amico Ryan's a great coach. The coach for the Panthers just got fired. Um, I think the pieces um, that they found for the Houston Texans are better than the pieces that they have left um, for the Panthers. So, you know what I'm saying? See, different circumstances, different strokes for different folks, if you know what I mean. You know what I'm saying? Um, Saints lost to the Falcons, which I appreciated. Um, Saints were in number, uh, the top spot for the NFC South. Uh, the Falcons beat them 24 to 15, moving them back up to the top spot. They're both five and six, so they're tied there, and the Buccaneers are close. One game out at four and seven. That just shows how bad our division is this year, but it's just, it's just crazy. Whoever gets us in the first round, whoever gets NFC South in the first round is going to whoop them. How about that? Um, Steelers somehow keep winning. Um, they beat the Bengals. Well, you know why they beat the Bengals. They ain't got no quarterback. Um, 16 to 10. That defense out there in Pittsburgh is keeping them alive. Uh, 16 to 10. Um, they keep rolling. I don't know what their record is right now. I feel like it might be like eight and three, which is kind of crazy. Um, Panthers lost to the Titans 17 to 10. Again, I talked about it. Bryce Young is not having the best of times over there in Carolina. And Titans aren't really doing that well either. They started and committed to Will Levis, but um, Derek Henry was able to score a touchdown this game and keep them rocking this 17 to 10. And that's it for last week. I didn't make any predictions, so I'm not going to go back and see how many got right. But hope you won some money. Hope you got some good food. Hope you enjoyed the game, some time with family. But week 13 is upon us, so I will preview those games and make some picks this year. And I'll even circle them. Do I got a pen somewhere near me? Do I got a pen? I don't want to do too much. I ain't going to do too much. It's, let me see if I got one in front of me. Nah, it's all good. I'll just say it. So first, we got Seattle and the Cowboys are actually playing right now. I don't know the score, but the spread was uh, well uh, in favor of the Cowboys at home, minus nine. Uh, Cowboys were winning last time I watched, seventeen to fourteen. So I'm sure they're winning now. Um, they're projected to win big, but I don't know if they're going to cover. But they're probably going to win. Um, they're controlling the ball, pushing the ball downfield. I think they're going to do the thing. Um, but for my prediction, the first one we have the Chargers at New England. Uh, the Chargers are actually favored by five and a half points, but I do got the Chargers in this one. I'm going to ride with Herbert, even though, you know, they haven't been doing good lately, but I know they can't possibly lose to Mac Jones. That defense has to stand up somewhere. Put their foot down, bro. Come on. You're going to beat. I got the Chargers. Detroit at New Orleans. I'm going to pick Detroit. You don't even have to ask why. They're favored by four in New Orleans. I still got Detroit. I don't give a damn. Well, if they're favored, I should pick them, but I don't care if they're in Detroit. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I don't care if they're in New Orleans. That's what I'm saying. Um, Atlanta's playing the Jets. Atlanta's favored by two and a half or just two points in New York. I got the Jets. You know why. I got the Jets. And then we got Arizona versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's favored by five and a half points. Yeah, Pittsburgh. It's not even that it's not even that hard of a decision. I don't even know how I paused like that. I was thinking to myself, maybe Kyler Murray can do a little something to get through that defense, but then I was thinking, nah. <laughs> And then I was thinking, my headphones fell off. Then I was, well, thinking to myself, maybe, let me put them in front. Let me see if I put them in front. I was thinking to myself, maybe uh, Kenny Pickett would struggle with the Arizona defense. Or not. As soon as I had that thought, I was like, nah, he won't. Nah, he won't. I think the uh, defense will do enough to get the, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers in place to score easy points, kick field goals, short fields, stuff like that. Um... Yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. I don't have to think too hard about it. That's what I'm saying. It, it, Steelers are going to win that for sure. Um, then we have Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. Colts are fair by one. Gardner Minshew, I guess they're saying Will, Levis, Will Levis ain't shit, especially at home. But I got, just because they beat us last week, I'm picking Tennessee. 
And since they ain't got Jonathan Taylor because he's on my fantasy team, I ain't got nothing to root for for them no more. Go Tennessee. I got Tennessee. And then Miami at Washington. Miami's favored by nine and a half points in Washington. I've definitely got Miami in that game. Denver at Houston. Houston's favored by three and a half. I think C.J. Stroud gets back on the right track. Five five in a row for the Broncos. Something's got to give. They're away. They're going to lose this one. Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay served by five and a half at home. I got Tampa Bay for sure. But this is another one. This is another, this is another one for sure. I'm telling you guys right now. If y'all lose to the Panthers, like the one in 10 Panthers, I am no longer watching y'all this season. I'll follow along on my phone. But I'm a red zone. It. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. If you lose to the Panthers and make us a laughing stock of the NFL, I'm not watching anymore. And if Todd Bowles isn't fired, I may not even track on my phone. And I respect you, brother. If you could just go down to defensive coordinator and focus solely on defensive coordinator and wouldn't come up to the podium and give that bullshit excuse every time we lose. Oh, yeah, we got to get better. We just got to execute. Ex- no, we need to kick some asses in that locker room and tell them to get their shit together or they're getting cut or traded next year straight up. We don't care how much money they're making. We already fucking with dead money and dead cap space this year. We'll kick them out. Go do some, to, uh, Especially the corners. The corners that we drafted, I don't know what Jason Light has been doing, but the corners we drafted have been ass every year. And once we do let them go and they go to other teams, they're cut right away we wasted high draft capital on all these corners over these last couple of years you know what i'm saying and they just end up cut Hartgraves, cut mj stewart cut who else jonathan banks cut like what do you not see jason the only thing you hit on was antoine winfield you know probably the only reason you actually knew who he was or did proper research on him because he was a he was a a, a son of an nfl player who played for the vikings you know what i'm saying like but shout out Antoine, though. He's raw. He was probably the best player on our defense besides Vita Vea. But yeah, anyways, we're going to win that game. We better win that game. So we have the Browns at the Rams. Rams fair by three and a half. Man, I guess Deshaun Watson was that many points for these guys. But I would think the Browns will be favored in this. But I guess DTR is that bad. But yeah, I got the Rams too then. I'm, I'm going with Vegas in this one. I don't know. Browns must be that bad right now. This one right here, though, 49ers versus the Eagles. Uh, 49ers are favored by three points at in Philly, um, I do. I'm I'm sorry, my Bay Area compatriots. I'm gonna go with the Eagles in this one. Me, I, I mean personally, I think the Eagles are on a mission. Like I said, um, I've seen some teams do some stuff to the uh, the 49ers defense, and I think the yeah the Eagles offense has enough to do those things. I mean, I don't know if you got if they're gonna be able to stop the 49ers offense, but I think they'll be able to do enough to ball or or you know clock control ball manage and keep the 49ers off the field. And I don't know, some of them might bust big plays because they both are big play people. You know what I'm saying? But we'll see. We'll see if Purdy can, because this is the team that took them out last year, if I'm not mistaken, in the in the NFC Championship. And they weren't able to, they had to go down to their four-string quarterback because that Eagles pass rush kept getting to them and uh, kept doing things to them. But now I think the pass rush just got better. So we're going to see what happens. It's going to be a good good game, but I got the Eagles in it. We got the Chiefs versus the Packers in Green Bay. I got the Packers. In, oh, shit. What did I say? I got the Chiefs in that one. Bengals at Jags. I got the Jags. No Joe Burrow means no win. So to repeat everything, uh, let's, I'm not going to skip the Cowboys in Seattle. Chargers at New England. I got Chargers. Detroit at New Orleans. I got Detroit. Atlanta at New York. I got New York Jets. 
Arizona Cardinals at the Pittsburgh Steelers. I got the Steelers. Indianapolis Colts at Tennessee. I got Tennessee. Miami Dolphins at Washington Commanders. I got Miami Dolphins. Denver Broncos at Houston. I got Houston. Carolina Panthers at Tampa Bay. I got Tampa. Cleveland Browns at LA Rams. I got Rams. San Francisco 49ers at Eagles. I got Eagles. Kansas City Chiefs at Green Bay. I got Chiefs. And Cincinnati Bengals at Jaguars. I got the Jaguars winning at home. Battle of the Cats, man. The Battle of the Exotic Cats, you feel me? Where better to play that game than Florida? You're damn right. But yeah, that's the Week 13 preview. Uh, let's see what else we got on the sports docket. I got some NBA for y'all. NBA check-in. Let's check in with my Nuggets real quick. The Nuggets sit at 13 and 6. We are in second place in the West as it stands right now. I don't know if the... Because the Thunder are playing right now. I think they're going to win. If they win, I think they get a 12th win. Putting them at, putting them at 12 and 5, if I'm not mistaken. So they won't pass us up. But the season has been good to us. Um, Even though Jamal Murray got injured early... Um, he missed the last eight games, came back last night when we played the Houston Rockets. Actually, the third time playing the Houston Rockets, which is crazy and bizarre due to the in-season tournament and them being in our group. We had to play them a couple of times, which is kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, we've been doing well, man. Uh, been ups and down, ebbs and flows. Like, of course, every team has. Um, at the beginning, we made a great push. We were like six and one with Jamal Murray. And then once he got injured with that uh, hamstring, hamstring, hamstring strain, Ooh, that's a tongue twister. Uh, we went six of uh, six and five. Um, we held it down and we're only able to, you know, only lose five games. So we're still up there top tier right now. Um, we're lucky that we have Jokic on our team because if we didn't, we would be way lower than that in the standings. But we're still trying to figure out this bench. Um, we're actually have, we're down Aaron Gordon right now with the heel strain. So we're still trying to figure out this bench and what it can be um, so we can give Jokic and Murray, um, MPJ, and KCP a rest. You know what I mean? Um, we already know about Christian Brown from last year doing great things uh, with Bruce Brown out there, the Brown brothers out there balling uh, for our second unit. Uh, we had Reggie Jackson not really playing much last year. This year he's playing incredible. Uh, yeah, for sure doing incredible. Had like 32 the other night in the absence of Jokic, Jamal, and Aaron Gordon. 32 points. Uh, DJ uh, DeAndre Jordan getting some minutes this year. I was wondering why he didn't play a lot last year, especially with teams with bigs like uh, like Minnesota, you know what I mean? Um, he had 21 points and 13 rebounds against a fully loaded uh, Clippers team. So, you know what I'm saying? We're just working in pieces um, just so coach can be flexible in certain situations. Peyton Watson, Julian Strother, two young players that were getting in there. Strother being a sharpshooter, P. Watt being a defensive uh, and, a, and a rim runner. And, a, and if he can get a shot right, him and Christian Brown, they can get their shots right, corner three, just regular spot-up threes. Um, we're rotating in Justin Holiday, um, giving Zeke Nagy some minutes. Uh, he got ate up a couple of games ago, so we tried, you know, DeAndre Jordan this game. Um, but, you know, that threatened, that threatening presence of DeAndre Jordan, I guess, would make Zeke Nagy pay a little harder because he did in the Rockets game. Um yeah, so the rotation is nice. I mean, Justin Holiday can hit threes. Strother, of course, is a flamethrower from three. MPJ has been showing up the last three games, 20-plus. I think he had like 30-plus this last game. This three-pointer is waking up. Um, his confidence is back. I'm hoping that continues with Jamal being back on the court as well. I mean, it's just a lot of good things going on, man. I was a little worried losing a couple of games without Murray and our defense being so tra – our, our, our unit being – defensive unit and our uh, bench unit being so bad. 
Um, but I mean, for all that happening and us still being a uh, second seed in the West, this is great because once we get our team back fully going, that just means we can go up from there and just put a stamping on the league. Um, but our biggest, you know, thorn in our thigh right now is those Minnesota Timberwolves, man. They're number one seed right now. Um, they are 13 and four. I think they're playing right now. May go 14 and four. It's just wild to see them up there because they are our in-division foes. Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. I'm a big uh, Edwards fan, but everybody else on the team just gets on my nerves, yo. First round playoffs last year, just like years, like from years ago. Team that wins makes it in, like the play-in game. That wasn't before, the, it was before the play-in tournament, but it was a play-in game, essentially. If we won, who's the winner makes the playoffs and the Minnesota Timberwolves beat us and yada, yada, yada. That's not, that wasn't anytime soon, like relatively, but. It's just a lot. A lot of people on the team get under my skin. Carl Anthony Towns, definitely. Rudy Gobert. Ask Draymond Green how he feels about Rudy Gobert. He lets, he'll let you know. He gets under his skin. You know what I'm saying? So if he gets under my skin, he's definitely getting under everybody else on the court's skin. Uh, Mike Connolly, I respect him, but he can get annoying when you're playing against him so much because he's a, uh, a savvy vet that ugh, he just gets on my nerves. Slow-mo, Kyle Anderson. Ugh, uh, who else is it? Who else is it? A whole bunch of those players. Nas Reed. I ain't got no beef for Nas, but he's a good player. You know what I'm saying? But he playing too. He, he playing too well. I don't like it. Um, but they may be for real. I mean, and they're they're doing good right now. Um, we'll see what happens if they get any injuries or anything on the team. If they can handle that. Um, if there's any eternal strife. Uh, last year we saw Rudy Gobert did punch his teammate Kyle Anderson. So we'll see what happens when times get hard over there. If they actually can stand up and be the team that their record shows, or if they're gonna revert back to the old Minnesota Timberwolves. Because you know what I'm saying there's some crazy teams up there in the standings right now. The standings are a little bit crazy. Um, for the West, we got uh, the Wolves, the number one Nuggets, number two uh, Nuggets. Wait, wait. Wolves number one at thirteen and four. Nuggets number two at thirteen and six. Mavs number three at eleven and six. Thunder at eleven and six at fourth and fifth. We got the Suns at eleven and seven. Um, do I have the East standings? Yes, I do. For the East, we have the Celtics at number one. They're looking good with Porzingis and and Derek White. Spalling. Uh Celtics th- fourteen and four. Magic surprisingly thirteen and five. Paolo and them is balling. Bucks are third seed, thirteen and five. Sixers are the fourth seed, uh, twelve and six, and the Knicks are the fifth seed at ten and seven. It's a lot of stuff going on. Teams that aren't really good back in the days are getting those pieces and the pieces they got in the draft are developing now. OKC got a whole bunch of players that they've been developing and still got draft picks. Um, as you can see, Magic are up there. They've been having a whole bunch of draft picks. Jalen Suggs, uh, Cole Anthony, of course, Paolo Vancaro, Jonathan Isaac is actually healthy. Still got Gary Harris. Um, they got some young ballers over there and Wendell Carter. There's still some players there that want to play and are still developing. People people forget a lot of these players um, in the last few years have been coming in at 19, 20 years old. Takes And if they're not instant superstars, it takes them a little bit to develop. And now that they're like 23, 24, 25, and they balling out, it's like, oh, it's their time now. So it's interesting to see. Some of these players are in the league for a long time. Um, but the playing tournament, let me get a little check in with that. Um, right now, we are done with the group play. We're into the knockout round. The games are on December 4th and December 5th. One game knockout round. I think the higher seeds are at home. They're not in Vegas yet. They don't go to Vegas till December 7th, which is determined by the winner of these knockout round games. Um, for the West side, we have the number one seeded Lakers playing the number four seeded Suns. Um, and then we have the number three seeded. Wait, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have the number two seeded Kings playing the number three seeded Pelicans. Uh, the Lakers game is on December 5th. And the Kings versus Pelicans is on December 4th. For the east side, 
We East side for the East side. We got the Bucks as the number one seed playing the Knicks as the number four seed. That game's on December fifth, and then we have the Pacers as the number two seed against the number three seeded Celtics, and that game is on December fourth. So yeah, like I said, this game is a knockout round. All the higher seeded teams are at home. After this, it's determined. Um, the higher seeds go to um, Vegas for the semifinals on December seventh, and it's still a one game knockout. And then the winner of that goes to the championship round um, in Vegas, and they get all that money and the cup, the trophy, and the title of NBA Cup champion, I think it is. So, yeah, it's coming down to the nitty-gritty. Um, good teams are going to be in there. If I was to predict, predict the team that's going to win it all, I would have to say either the Celt- I would have to say the Celtics because I think they're the most real- well-rounded team in the tournament. Um they could get caught up by the Bucks, um, but the Bucks got to beat the Knicks first. I don't know if they're 100% going to do that. Uh, but I do feel like the Celtics are going to beat the Pacers because everybody be beating up on the Pacers. Um, they don't play no defense over there. So somebody like the Celtics is going to put up like 200 points on them. Lakers versus Suns. I think the Suns will win that. Kings versus Pelicans. I don't know. Um, we'll see. I don't think. Yeah, I don't know. I might think the Pelicans are going to win that. They'll have the Pelicans versus the Celtics. And then I got the Celtics, you know what I'm saying? I think the Celtics are going to win either way. But I don't know, man. <laughs> Me, personally, for the good teams that are in the tournament, if they win the in-season cup and don't win the championship, it's kind of jokey-jokey. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's like you try hella hard for that but can't win the championship. Like, okay, you won your championship when you won the in-season tournament type shit. Even though it is kind of weird. Uh, maybe I'm just hating because the Nuggets ain't in it. But, hey, if you win this in-season tournament, you better win the championship too or you're going to be a or asterisk winner. Uh, you win some money, though. I know the players ain't going to be mad about it. But, uh, yeah, that's all for the NBA we got. We're going to touch a little bit on this fantasy real quick. We're going to take a break and get some pop culture. Can I do that for y'all? What time we got? Oh, yeah, we're we we going to make it fast. Um, fantasy football. Fantasy football. Best of Bias Invitational 2023. This is the last week. Last week before the playoffs. Next week is getting down to the nitty-gritty. We have 12 teams right now. It's going down to six next week so do what you need to do this week i'm gonna review these scores from last week and tell you what the standings are for our hidden foe this week this is gonna be the final final standings that i'm gonna say to y'all before the playoffs you know what i'm saying next week this week coming up determines if you make the playoffs or not, you know that. You know that. I'm just telling the best of bias listeners that now because it's getting crazy. I've been here every week except for last week. Tell y'all how this tournament was going, bro. I mean, this this shit's been going crazy. You should see our group chat. You know what I'm saying? Some teams are giving up. Me personally, I'm hype. I'm number one seed. I'll get to that in a minute. I've been one seed in the beginning. I lost it. Came back. You already know how I do it. You know what I'm saying? I ain't platinum for no reason on Yahoo. If you if you do fantasy football, you know what platinum means. You know what platinum means. You feel me? I do this. But yeah, let's get into the scores for last week. Now I'll talk some more shit. Uh, me versus... Okay, week 13 scores. I, I played just a running back living paycheck to paycheck. I beat him 113 to 95. I think it's my second time playing uh, Yancey too. My bad, dog. K-Swag beat You're Not the Boast of Me 135 to 84. Shenanigans beat Sean's championship team 151 to 144. Then we have Paydirt beating Dijon's dazzling team, 120 to 104. We had King winning against Cam's catering, 138 to 133. We had Hot Boys beating Armpit, 157 to 111. And you saw how the, the, the standings changed after that game. 
You see how teams spent a lot of time, number one, two, three, and losing those couple games flips the whole thing. Now we got to win to stay in the playoff standings, but it's, it gets real. Y'all think I'll be playing when I'll be saying, make, make sure you're putting up all the points you can put up every week. Even if you're going to lose, you're protected to lose. Hope your team puts up the maximum amount of points. Do your research, do what you need to do, because it's going to be some ties. I know, I know it's going to be some ties, the ties and records. And then some people are going to see, oh, shit, I lost because I don't have as many points as this guy. And that shit's going to suck, especially if you beat that guy in the regular season. And then it comes down to you guys having the same record and he has more points than you. I know people are going to be bitter. And I know, I don't know if you listen to this podcast based on how you react when that happens after next week or this week, I should say. It's going to be funny because I'll be telling the guys every week, listen to the podcast. I'm going to be talking about y'all. But as you can tell by none of the responses in my chat or, or, or how I'm talking to y'all right now, they don't be checking. So I'm telling y'all right now, if y'all know what's good for y'all in this league, y'all make some good choices this week because there's at least eight teams that can make the playoffs, and there's only six spots. First two spots, get a buy. And me personally, I'm not going to brag because I think I solidified the number one spot, and I do got the first you know, week in the playoff buy, and then I have the lower-seeded winner, whoever wins out of the lower seed. So I'm sitting a little pretty. I'm knocking on wood. Everybody on my team stays healthy. I'm not going to get too confident right now, but I'm liking what I'm seeing. I'm liking the effort from all the guys. Nobody quit this year. Everybody was straight up. It's the most prize money we ever fucked with. And, and it's going to get bigger and bigger every year. I might broach 100 again next year. We may uh, pick it up a little bit, but I think... <laughs> I like where we are in this live. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's always going to be live. If you want to be in this tournament, man, I don't know if I'm willing to go to 14 teams because that's too many. Uh, but, you know what I'm saying? If some people can't afford the $100 again next year, if they're not confident enough to step into the tournament bracket, if they don't want to be a part of this winnings, $900 for first place, $200 for second place, third place, get your money back. If you're not interested in that, I, I can't do nothing for you. But if you don't want to play, I understand. Save that money. There's a lot more, a lot better things to do than technically sports gambling. This isn't really, well, I guess it is kind of, but it's fun. This year we're getting a belt. You throw that belt over your shoulder, you see your name etched in there as the first champion of, and the first holder of the belt of 2023. It's going to be on a different level, yo. It's going to be, it's going to be on a different level. It's just going bigger and better. As the Best of Bias podcast and the Best of Bias media gets bigger and better, this tournament's going to get bigger and better. And we're going to do some bigger and better shit. Um, but standings, let me get that to y'all right now before I switch over again to this break and switch over into this pop culture for y'all. Um, standings here. First place, you got me at nine and three. Second place, you got Hot Boys at eight and four. Third place, Shenanigans at seven and five. Fourth place, we got Camps Catering at seven and five. Fifth place, we got K Swag at seven and five. Sixth place, we have Armpit at six and six. Seventh place, we have King at six and seven. Eighth place, we got Paydirt at five and seven. Ninth place, we have Sean's Championship team at five and seven. Tenth place, we have You're Not the Boss of Me at five and seven. Eleventh place, Dijon's Dazzling team at four and eight. And then last place at 12, we got Just a Running Back Living Paycheck to Paycheck at three and nine. But yeah, top six are in the playoffs. Playoff position, guys, right now. Me, looks like I'm getting that first round by as of now if we enter today. And then John will get the other one at number two seed. And then if it if it ended today, we'd have K-Swag versus Camps Catering and then Shenanigans versus Armpit, which would be an incredible instant classic playoff matchup. But there's still a week and there's still chimes. Like I said, everybody up to eighth place 
technically has a chance to make it to the playoff. Um, or well, I guess it puts in ninth place and, and you know, has a chance too. If six through seven, six through seven, eight lose, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> There's a chance for everything. So don't give up. It's the best of bias tournament. And with that, we're going to go to a break. But again, if you want to be in the best of bias football tournament or best of bias fantasy football tournament, invitational 2024, hit me up. Just like hit me up to contact me for anything else. Just hit me up and we'll get you in there. But yeah, we're going to get into this commercial break real quick. And well, if you're a visual watcher, it's going to be on part two of the best of bias podcast you're gonna go ahead and click over on the next video but before you leave this one hit the like button down there leave a little comment let you let, let us know what you want to hear on the sports segment but we are going to be right back it's going to be part two of episode 188 i don't think i announced that at the beginning but it's episode 188 season two episode 23 i believe so we, we getting up there but yeah we'll be right back with some pop culture get you some water i'm gonna get me some water it's the best of bias podcast light up in there on the house let's get it And we back. It's the Best of Bias podcast, live and direct from the place to be. Yeah, Studio B, not nah, Studio A, okay? What you guys say? Nothing today. What you mean? <clears throat> Farce. That uh, was spoken word. Um, but yeah, let's get into this pop culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to get through this real fast uh, because a lot of stuff I didn't do a lot of research on, but it's just, just stuff that's in the pop culture sphere. And this is some announcements as well. Um, got some stuff to talk to y'all about, some reviews. So I might skip around a little bit, some fast talk, you know what I'm saying? But anyway, let's get right to it. So continuing with the sports talk, not really, excuse me, I burped right there. Very unprofessional of me. But uh, to continue with the topic of sports a little bit, uh, I say pop culture because it's Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods is back. He he transcends sports. Um, he made his return today at the Hero World Challenge. Shout out Damo for throwing the story across, even though I saw it, but the details. Um, he's my resident golf guy. I'm going to reach out to him and uh, P. Paul. Uh, P. Paul. Young, I don't know what he wants to go by, so I ain't going to throw his government out there, but you know who you are. When you're ready to be on the podcast and get a name for yourself, I'm just call you Paul for now. Hey, hey, Paul. <laughs> I go to him for the golfing, but he wanted me to talk about Tiger. So I'm going to talk about Tiger, you feel me? Um, Tiger is back, Hero World Cup, Albany, Bahamas. Um, he, and he played really, pretty well for the first round, it looks like. Uh, best start at the World Challenge um, since 2015, so that's good. He's been off for 236 days um, since the Masters when he withdrew. Um, yeah, and he's had, like, some surgeries, and he had a pretty bad leg injury. So um, nobody really knew if he was going to actually make a comeback or actually come back and golf again. People thought it might be over for Tiger. But to see him come out and perform decently um, in the first round of the challenge is pretty good. Um, Tiger has always been the guy, um, especially coming from Stanford, being real local to the Bay Area, um, and being, you know, African-American, even though he doesn't like to claim it all the time. Um, you know what I'm saying? It gave us uh, somebody to aspire to be. Um, it gives us confidence as people of color, um, minorities in general, um, aspirations to get out there on the golf course, even though mostly it's an expensive sport, I would say, and it's uh, mostly at country clubs that everybody doesn't really have access to. Um, I still, I feel like him and, uh, and a bunch of people nowadays, oh, excuse me, make it a little more easy to um, digest as far as um, getting into the sport, um, seeing people like us represented there 
and it's, it's really cool. It's really, really cool to see. Um, and Tiger has always been that guy. He's winning Masters so many times. We've seen him on that pedestal, the Michael Jordan, the golf, of course. But um, we, it has been a couple of years. Um, he's been talked bad about um, some off the, uh, I would say, off the the course stuff, um, just stuff that does in his personal life. But um, just to see him back out there and persevering and actually getting through the injuries and doing what he loves, you know, it's probably his happy place out there. He goes out there and de-stress. And um, those a lot of pressure to be tiger when he actually returns i feel like for him it's just like i'm actually out here doing what i love to do um he's happy to be alive i would assume because his crash that he had was pretty detrimental um he's, yeah i think he's just looking like at life a whole different way now and though people expect him to be tiger come out here and smash and win everything i feel like he's just grateful to be out there on the course and able to play again and slowly but surely i think we'll see the old tiger i don't know if we'll see him at the apex um but you know there's still older golfers out there doing their thing and i think he still has something to show and you know you see aaron Rodgers out there trying to come off an achilles and and perform at a high level though he's not as old um, as Tiger Woods, and it's a very complete different injury, different severity of injury. Uh, I think you know the, the, there is hope. There's hope, you know. And, and I don't, I, and I don't discredit Tiger for trying. And I'm not saying this is a topic that shouldn't be, you know, highlighted. Um, I'm thinking it should be highlighted because the return of Tiger is big, and if he can get anything close to what he used to be, um, and just seeing him out there competing does a lot for the sport. So, yeah, clap it up for Tiger if we can one time. Can we get a clap? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me see if I got an effect for him. Let me Let get me a get clap for Tiger. Yeah, that's what I got for him. <laughs> but yeah, Tiger Woods is back. Uh, next, a little bit sadder news. Uh, Von Miller, man. I really like Von Miller. Everything he stood for, his talent on the field, is he, another golfer himself. Um, country boy, Texas boy. I think he's from texas um you know super bowl almost hall of famer i hope this doesn't mess up his hall of fame degree um but choices that he made you know what i'm saying or may not make which i'm gonna get into in a second um like subconsciously anyways or consciously um but yeah anyway to get to the story uh von miller turned himself in um i guess he was charged with third degree uh, assaults against pregnant his his pregnant girlfriend um he got out on $5,000 bond, but supposedly they got into an argument over travel plans or something like that. And supposedly he or she slammed the door in his face. He got heated about that, uh, got in there and started grabbing her all rough. And, uh, you know, I don't know exactly what happens. I'm waiting for more details to come out, but the police did say that there were bruises on her hand, her elbow and um, her neck area. Um, they did say that he... I don't know how they explained it, but he said they he had his hands on her neck, but he wasn't strangling her. I don't know how I don't know what that means, but <laughs> they said that uh yeah, she had there was apparent bruising on her neck too. So he had his hands on her neck somehow. Uh they they tried to explain it like that he wasn't trying to restrict her breathing. Um yeah, that's it's weird. But I'm just I, I it just closer and closer I get to understanding uh these football players and seeing their situations more and more so i'm also the uh what's uh i always forget his name john jones's brother the one that's gone through it in uh with the raiders um that man too he's going through it it's like cte in the nfl especially for these defensive linemen and people are knocking heads with people linebackers 24 7 
and get into these high collision, you know, shoot. They say like every time you hit somebody, it's like a high, a high collision truck crash. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. So just imagine if you're in the league for a long time, doing it at a high level, just every day just smacking, just head smacking, head smacking. It's like the temperament of these big old dudes just gets out of whack and they just do crazy stuff. Yeah, it should be, you know, I, I know you can't study CTE until after the person dies and you can do like scientific little tests on their brain or whatever, but still it should be some ways to treat it or notice it while the person's still alive and it shouldn't take somebody doing something to the person, the person doing something to, them, to themselves and having them be able to have their brain examined for us to find out that he, that person has CTE because well, look at the people that are getting hurt from it. I mean, I'm not saying again that we don't, this is just alleged and me personally alleged, of course, we don't know if he has CTE or not. I'm not saying he does have CTE, but it's like, these, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. These big old dudes are snapping and hitting their girls, their women in general, uh, doing things that are super out of, I mean, again, I can't speak for his character behind closed doors. I just see what I see on TV and he could put up the biggest friend in the world, but this is the first time I'm hearing about this kind of stuff for Von Miller personally, but these their attitudes just get crazy. It just seems like they switch up. I mean, Antonio Brown, uh, <laughs> well, the stuff that he's doing now off the field, I, I would never expect in a million years for him to do pre uh, the uh, Avante's perfect hit. You know what I'm saying? He just went off the hill. He was like, going to make the Hall of Fame. He probably, I don't know, maybe if he's quiet for a couple of years, he still will make the Hall of Fame, but it's just CT is a real thing. I feel like we we still treat it like it's like a myth and it's it can be real and some players could have it. I just feel like a lot of players may have early stages of it. Um, it may need to be brought to the forefront a little bit more because, I don't know, I feel like it's, why do we wait until shit happens to people for us to try to fix something that may be a problem? Like, like I, I don't know. Especially the play, people that we love to, like, Freaking Von Miller's a freaking media darling, yo. And we waited till it to get to this point for us to check up on him. And then, you know, the Jones brother, he's been in famous, won Super Bowls, brother's super famous. You know what I'm saying? Do we think that just because he was in a family of famous people that he, you know, he couldn't get CTE or something could be wrong mentally with him just because he's rich and famous? It's just weird. It's just, it's just kind of weird. Um, and just everybody's on this mental health kick and kind of wants to bring mental health to the forefront. But then again, when it comes to CTE, it's still taken as again, a myth or something that doctors are making up or something that's just people are against football are making up. I'm so pro football, bro. But if it comes down to people getting hurt, people killing people, people killing themselves, people just tarnishing the reputation of football players in general, wouldn't you want to do something about that to stop that? I know tarnishing the name of football players should be the very last thing you're worried about, but every time a football player, somebody says, okay, you play professional football. Do you want it to be immediately associated? Be like, oh, so you must have CT. You must be a crazy ass person. I should watch out for this person because he, if you get him mad, he's going to snap and he, uh, he more than likely has CTE type shit. Like you don't want that. You don't want that connotation on your sport. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's just wild. It's just wild. And I think, yeah, I'm praying for the family because, um, she, again, she is pregnant. Hopefully nothing's wrong with the baby. Um, hopefully it wasn't as big as it was meant up to be. Hopefully they can, I don't know. If it's an abuse situation, I would never say she needs to stay with him. But if it was just a drunken night, it just was a misunderstanding, if it was anything like that, 
um, I pray for the family because you want the family to be together, especially for the child. But if it's some other shit, like they are abusive a couple, they're toxic, then they don't need to be together. If it's the girl that I've seen that he's been with for a very, very, very long time, I'm just hoping that it hasn't been like that the whole time, hoping that they can work it out, can figure it out if it wasn't something super, super serious like CTE or he's been beating her ass like that. Um, I'm just hoping that, yeah, yeah. Because again, both sides, again, we know Von Miller on the, you know, the the media person that puts on this good repre represent, good representation of itself. Um, but then again, if there's some domestic violence going on, you can't, there's no kind of tolerance for that. It's just not okay. Um, but something did happen. Uh, more stories will come out. More details will come out. Um, Von Miller's trying to play this year. Um, him not really being able to coming off that injury that he had just last year. Uh, it's easy to see how that CTE or the anger or that frustration can kick in, not justifying anything he did, but I could see how that could really happen. So I'm saying it, it probably did happen. I, I wouldn't doubt it. But at the same time, um, yeah, there's bruises. Like, there's no way that I could say that, oh, maybe nothing. No, something did happen. Something did happen. And you can never put your hands on a woman. So I don't know. I don't know what he was going through, but again, that CTE needs to be studied. And again, maybe I'll do some research. Maybe I'll have an update. Maybe I'll bring some stuff to the pod, get some people on, talk a little bit more about that because this shit's kind of getting crazy. It's getting real crazy. Moving on, um, something that I'm barely touching my toes in, to be 100% honest. I don't know exactly like 100,000% about it that much, but it was brought to my attention and I'm a part of this world and, um, you know, I just feel like I should be talking about it. Um, so I'm a, I'm just gonna talk about what I know from right now. Uh, Sam Altman, who was the CEO of OpenAI, uh, has been fired by the board. All right. Oh, I'm just trying to let you guys know what I understand. Again, I am kind of new to the story. Wow, my headphones. These are new headphones, guys. That's why I can't really uh, put them back on, and I'm having trouble with them. Uh, but yeah, Paul brought this, and thank you for another story brought to my attention. Uh, but yeah, OpenAI CEO is kind of like the forefront in the AI technology, self-learning technology. That's kind of supposed to move all industries forward in a way, but at the same time, people are really scared of it due to its capabilities and the fact that it could do a lot of th a lot of things that people do, uh, especially job-wise. Um, we saw the recent writers actor strike, and a big part of those contracts had to do with AI taking their jobs. What if they passed away? I, AI uh, just coming up with a computer animated, computer digitized a version of them, and they can use that actor freely um, without their permission, just because you know AI is in their contract and the permission to use them as AIs in contracts and stuff like that. It's just a wild concept because we see TV shows, we've seen movies in the past, the Terminators of the world, the Eagle Eyes of the world and stuff like that. Because when AI, ro I, robot, AI gets too smart, then it's going to take over the world and we'll be slave to robots type shit. I, I feel that kind of thinking. We were taught that all the time coming up. But I also think uh, it simplifies a lot of things that we find really difficult in life and could help us out a lot in a lot of different ways. But I mean, it's utilization and how people do use it is going to matter. Um, big companies want to use it for negative ways. Uh, I'm under the impression that Sam Altman wanted to use it in a different way. He wanted it to be okay to just go out there and learn everything in the world and just kind of like 
learn it and know about it and just kind of just grow its brain so it knows how to react in every situation and just know everything about everything and just slowly learn that way and, be, and just bring AI up to date that way. But then the board wasn't okay with that. They thought it was too, uh, too forward stepping, too far forward. They wanted it to be controlled. They wanted them to uh, be able to know what it learns and control what it learns so it doesn't get too powerful and we don't get these movies that I talked about a little bit ago. You know, and I understand it. I understand it because we've been taught this <laughs> through the movie industry over the years that if AI gets too smart and gets out of control, it'll fuck us over. We saw most recently in the Hulu show, FX show, Class of 2009. If you guys seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. But you know what I'm saying? I, I don't know who I'm necessarily with. Me personally, I do want AI to know how to think for itself, um, think outside the box, um, think of stuff that humans may not have think thought of to solve problems that need to be thought of. Um, but I just wanted to not be able to go rogue and do negative things like launch missile codes or some shit automatically without the world knowing or without us wanting to do it or some shit like that. Um, but I don't think we should necessarily have any one or two people be able to control what AI tracks and learns because then that that kind of gets kind of tricky too because what's to say we don't sell um, the top AI, um, say open AI to a what, like a Disney and then they learn everything about Disney, learn everything about their customers, everything their customers are watching, everything about everybody everywhere to be able to focus their market on servicing just those people. You know what I'm saying? All the advantages of one company owning and being able to restrict what kind of information other people get is kind of wild. Um, so I kind of I kind of see both sides. I may be off. If I'm off, you guys let me know in the comments if I'm not, not talking about the right shit. But I do see both sides. But any result, um, they fire pretty much the board just kind of fired Sam Altman off of the company that pretty much he created, um, which is kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. It just seems like the board kind of did it selfishly, but I feel like they regretted it in the long run because <clears throat> Sam Altman's like, fuck it. I'm just going to go to Microsoft, sell them my intellectual property, all my knowledge about AI, and we can start some shit over here and our shit's going to be better than your shit anyways. You know what I mean? And then I'm um, slowly a whole bunch of the workers from, you know, OpenAI started to leave because they're Sam Altman's employees and they're loyal to him. And they didn't really like the direction of the new owners and the new board and their and the new company. So they started losing employees that way. And a lot of people that worked under him, which prompted them to actually want to give him a call back because I feel like he they heard he's going to go to Microsoft. Maybe they can give him some knowledge and some technology that he didn't offer to open AI. Maybe he has some shit in his pocket in the tuck that he can give them and put them past that company. And I'm sure their stock prices fell a lot too because <clears throat> they lost Sam Altman anyway. So I'm not too sure. Again, I'm just talking on my ass right now. But hey, Paul, I need to get you on the show so you can talk more about this shit because I know you know. But anyways... <clears throat> Yeah. And then after, I guess, the they called and tried to get him back. And after he didn't go back, he was like, fuck it. Now I can just start my own shit and it's going to be way better than open AI anyways. And then as people started to quit, you know, people started to go from I'm not I'm not know for sure. They they suspected they would leave and go from open AI to go fuck with Sam Altman and do whatever he wants to do. And I'm pretty much people are at his door asking, you know, <laughs> how much they want to be our leader in our AI department and the stuff that we need to get 
to be ahead of the ahead of the game in the forefront of this AI technology, which is kind of crazy. Um, it's kind of crazy because I will say, <laughs> the more and more we start to see AI in the world, the more and more companies start to use it. Um, we'll see a bunch of companies come out because I already see a whole bunch of. I'll go ahead and uh, type in something. And we'll we'll AI generate an image for you. Every every there's a 17 million apps already that do that for you. So just imagine if they had a ultimately superior AI company and it had everything that any company wanted that could make them billions of dollars. And whoever has the best technology in it is probably gonna garner the most money. So. I don't know. I feel like there's gonna there's an arm uh, race, quote unquote, to get the best AI to be the first in the field to get it. So I think Sam Altman's in a great place. I mean, I'm sure he can open up another open AI, call it something else, and make billions of dollars because I think he is the brain behind it. He's a C was the old CEO. Um, I don't know if he'll go back. I don't think he'll go back, but I feel like this story alone being out there kind of opens the door for him to do whatever he wants. And hmm, I don't know. I don't know if a self-learning AI is illegal. I'm sure it's not, but I'm sure whatever other company that he goes to and brings that technology to, if it's not illegal, he's going to just do that shit. And we're going to see some crazy shit happen in the near future, man. I hope everybody's ready because that is some shit. Again, thank you, Paul, for that topic. And if I was just bullshitting the whole time and I didn't know what I was talking about, if I wasn't talking about the right thing, again, let me know. But... If I was right, that is an interesting topic. I just wish I knew more. Um, for that kind of shit, it's a deep reads. And uh, whoo, boy, I am not ready for that yet. Next, something way more somber and some shit that I shouldn't be dipping my toes into because I don't know a lot of the facts, but I know what I'm hearing. And I need to talk to y'all about that. Should I, should I, should I do a, uh, I don't know if I want to do a cameras for this one, yo. I don't know if I want to do a camera to this one. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I think I'm going to stay off it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave this one on, on audio. You feel me? Um, But yeah, P. Diddy, he is in some hot water right now, yo. Uh, Some real hot water. I know it's, it, it is the year of people being exposed of shit that we thought of, <clears throat> that we thought was going on us as the public, us as a Twitter sphere for years and years and years. The whole Will Smith Jada thing, we thought we knew, but now we know we know. We 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 thought we knew and we always thought, nah, not Will and Jada, never, 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 never. Now we know. Now we got these allegations of P. Diddy, and I say allegations because they are alleged right now. Though some stuff did go to court and he did settle out with Cassie. Um, so there has to be something there that he felt that he needed to settle. You know what I'm saying? And I, I heard it was a, a pretty big bag. So there's stuff going on. And um, after that settlement, there's like a whole bunch of stuff coming down the pike for P. Diddy. I'm not too sure <laughs> what exactly has been going on, but there's been a lot of abuse in many different ways reported, um, especially between the relationship of P. Diddy and Cassie. Um, we, we saw they were together for years, um, but there's been a lot of alleged abuse from Cassie's side uh, as far as she used to make her sleep with people. Um, he used to have people watch, used to watch people have sex with her, the sex trafficking allegations. Um, we already know about the public publishing allegations from people, um, 
for some reason, the resurfacing of the Tupac stuff came back up and they're accusing P. Diddy of being responsible for that. It's a lot of stuff all at once, man. And then I don't know. And me personally, we say alleged right now, but a lot of times right now, people, when enough noise is made, we have a lot of online social media detectives, man. And people are putting cases together, man. People are saying some stuff. And maybe people are getting rich off of just saying these stories and spreading these allegations. But at the same time, it's like, why do they need to lie? But same time, clout, I get it. I get it. But I don't know. I don't think it's because the people that are telling these stories, like, it's not like we remember them by name the next day when we talk about the story. You know what I'm saying? We just, the validity of the story is just brought to the table because it sounds so real. The experiences, the stuff that's said sounds so real. It's like, what do we believe? The industry is crazy and we're taught to, we, we're taught that as well coming up. So why is it now that we think that the shit's not real? Uh, and I'm sorry, I, I'm going to keep it alleged because I don't know anything and I, I, I haven't heard any facts come out because, of course, it was settled um, in court and it, the settlement kept everything quiet, I'm sure. NDAs were signed probably, but it just seems that P. Diddy's just dropped. We saw him in pictures after the fact, sitting at his house by his pool, sad. Sometimes you think it's staged and him just want to seem really remorseful. Um to make him seem more innocent, but it's like, damn, yo, after the settlement, more people coming out with this shit coming out. Uh, people have more shit to say. Uh, just a lot of the jokes from back in the day just kind of seem like they weren't really jokes. He was actually being himself and the shit that's coming out, having shit saying it's being real. It's just like, whoa. I've heard people on podcasts tell stories that people were saying, oh, this guy can't be telling the truth. But now it, it comes out as, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I haven't had as much experience with like liars <laughs> in my life for me to know when somebody's blatantly lying. But it's like my radar right now. It's like I'm not going to believe something off top and I'm not going to say it's real because this person says it. But I feel like I, I am able and I'm allowed to kind of decipher and think in my head like maybe it could be and I can decipher myself. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to be automatically believing somebody because I have the eliminative process to know this person saying some shit, facts don't match up, this person saying this for clout, this, this, and that. I don't know. But when it's a 60-year-old-ass person <laughs> going to an interview, saying some shit, like he's telling a real-ass story, don't look like it's rehearsed, no stuttering, just telling like he's seen it, it's just nuts. It's just nuts to me. Why are we just, just to believe that it didn't happen? I feel like we kind of glorify these celebrities sometimes and act like they're not human beings. I say this a lot on here, but like, yeah, they're though they have a whole bunch of security and stuff like that. They're still regular people. They have regular real life interactions with regular people as well. So you never know what happens with these regular people, especially if they have fans that could just do anything at their whim or just, no, no, I don't know. If you have to do sign an NDA to do anything, you shouldn't do it. Uh, 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 but yeah, Cassie, um, yes, I heard the settlement was like 30 mil, but it just seems like her whole ability to be in the industry is kind of faded away. He's probably going to blackball her in a sense, not allow her to be in any industry, especially music, acting. Um, but we have seen some repercussions. Uh, he settled, but he's... He's stepping down from being the owner of Revolt. Um, some schools 
stopped being in partnership with him. He's starting to lose a lot of investments on that side because of the alleged stuff that he has done. I'm sure more stuff will come out and I'll be more uh, descript with details of stuff that came out when they do come out. Um, but as of now, it's just, it's just wild stuff coming and I can just see it from afar. Um, he's a wild boy. He's always been a wild boy. Uh, people said it. Uh, people say black Twitter, don't be telling the truth and black Twitter just be just gossiping. But sometimes, bro, they could see it from a mile away. They was right about Dwight Howard. They was right about Will Smith and Jada. I don't know. I don't know, man. And I, I don't know. Prayers out to everybody involved. Uh, man, it's just wild times out here in the world. Our, our, our heroes and the people that we hold so high, they just get humanized real quick. Once all these allegations come out, you think that they're untouchable <clears throat> and nothing can ever happen to them. When we see how human they really are when stuff does happen. Even billionaires are getting that heat. It's crazy. Comic-Con, LA Comic-Con, we gonna be there. It's time this weekend. You listen to us on Friday, we already in the air. We already going Saturday, Sunday, we in the spot. Loads of shit to come. I'm getting all these fun, well, select fun codes around here signed, comic book signed. We out here, I'm going, I'm not really dressing up, but it's going to be plenty of stuff. We're going to try to record from Comic-Con this year. Um, I said that last year, but we got the tiny mics. I'm going to be a little more forward this year and try to get out there and do the thing. Um, but it's it's going to be, it's going to be kind of cool. We're going to get out here. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to meet Napoleon. I'm going to meet Pedro, Napoleon Dynamite, John Hitter, and Efren Ramirez, I believe. Um, is Napoleon and Pedro. I'm going to meet the voice actor Lobo. Sorry, your name is slipping my mind right now. He uh, voice actor for Lobo in a couple of episodes of Young Justice. Scotty Young, Ryan Otley, Sam Delarosa. Uh, uh, why am I forget? Why am I blanking on his name right now? Uh, Cody Ziegler. All these artists, I'm getting those comic books signed. It's going to be a great time. Last year, we did it once. But the second time, we know what to expect. It's going to be so much more live. Um, and I'm hoping to report live for you guys. You know what I'm saying? And I'm hoping I see a lot more shit that I wasn't expecting. It's going to be a fast trip for me. I'm leaving on Friday, coming back Sunday. But I'm hoping to uh, document this whole trip throughout the time um, from start to finish. I'll get you guys a little video of me dipping out the house to go to the airport then I'm going to LA, get picked up at uh, Sat Friday night. And then me and Damo are going to be there. We're hoping to maybe have a review pod. So we might give you guys some bonus content before then. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be a good one, man. Um, I'm trying to, like I said, I'm just trying to make this a yearly thing. I got VIP this year. We're going to be in the spot trying to get tickets. This will be the real hunt. We're going to try to get these tickets, man, to get into San Diego Comic-Con 2024. I don't know how you get the tickets, but whatever I have to do, I am ready this year to put it on to... I don't know about that, but I'm going to do something to get on that list, to be a raffle, whatever it needs to be. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully I can get into Comic-Con. I'm trying to bring the pod there, you know what I'm saying? Um, get some cameos from these people uh, to be in the opening of the, excuse me, the pod. That would be so dope. I'm just excited. So if y'all gonna be in LA, 
excuse me, wow. There's still tickets available, I believe. I'll be there Saturday and Sunday. Look for the kid. I'll have some of the best of, best of bias gear on Sunday, but Saturday I'll probably be wearing, wearing a little little Miles Morales t-shirt. So look for your boy. We're gonna be out there hanging. Uh, we're gonna if you down and you see us out there, we can get an interview popping. We're gonna have the mics on deck, the tiny mics, me and Damo, and it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna be great. So LA Comic Con. But there is a bigger announcement I wanna I wanna talk to y'all about, man. Big announcement. For this, I will do dual cameras. And hopefully you can see me. I'm gonna move this paper out the way. I wanna tell y'all, I wanna talk to y'all about something real, real special, yo. I told y'all what I talk about this podcast. I'll let you guys know we're not just a podcast, we're a merch gang. We're a media company. We're going to do art. We're going to do stories. We're going to do comics. We're going to do everything. Media, anything media, we're doing it. But firstly, I'm creating my own superhero world. Yeah, I'm doing it. My own superhero world. We out here. I'm coming up with some stuff, man. Me and the boys. If you guys know, Fremont High School is really dear to my heart. So I'm coming up with a comic book kind of based off my group of friends in high school and some stuff that happens to give us superpowers. You know what I'm saying? Me, I become ferrokinetic, can bend metal. We got Damo with the super speed. We got Paul with the teleportation. Sean, invisibility. We got John, shapeshifter. Derek, Mind powers. Hey, this is a preview. But how we get the powers, the whole story, we all we got all this the stuff mocked up and ready to go. I just can't wait to tell y'all the stories once we get a little bit more developed. Um, I'm trying to get all the boys to voice act their own stuff. There's going to be a pod. There's going to be a comic. There's going to be a cartoon show. We're doing it all. We're doing all three steps. And my boys, and they're, they're all going to voice their own characters. Um, they're all coming up with their own superpowers and backstories. We're all going to have this be interactive, this whole group effort um it's gonna be it's gonna be live it's gonna be live and i hope you guys are down always coming up with new content always new stuff for you guys and it's gonna be it's gonna be great <laughs> i can't wait for you guys to see the characters the stories we already kind of brainstormed it we already picked all the powers but now we just got to build from there so we're trying to do our own little stuff you know what i'm saying be competitive with marvel dc and that stuff image comics and stuff back in the or well right now actually and maybe get some movies made you know what i'm saying do a little bit of something a little bit of everything we got some homies out there that dabble in those fields so we're just trying to make it more interactive and grow the team so a lot of good stuff to come a lot a lot a lot of good stuff to come i can't wait for you guys to see what what's going to happen i don't really have the title for it yet but once I do, you guys will be the first to know it's in development now. I don't want to give away too much storyline, too much information because I don't want nobody to steal it out there. I know nobody in the family will steal it out there, but you know what I'm saying? It's, it's going to be good because you know how I feel about the power of superheroes, comics, and stuff like that. You know, it's the best of bias podcast. I'm the best of both, wor both worlds, baby. And you know, I'm all about the teamwork. So I just want to bring my boys in. Um, and they're really into it, man. So I'm excited. I really am excited. Uh, yeah, we already got how we got the superpowers, uh, how we found out we got the powers. You got names, power sets. Uh, we're trying to come up with the villain now. Um, trying to come up with our group name, what the the comic or the show should be called, as a, you know. But concept wise, we got it all down, and we have. All kinds of stuff, man. This podcast is so great. We got so much stuff, man, for y'all. Tournaments, more tournaments coming, more stuff coming. Uh, of course, me 
jibber jabbering with y'all. We're trying to do on location uh, interview type stuff, man. And me traveling a lot and just kind of going to the homies instead of me actually facing up with them on Zoom. Maybe I'll pop up in Indianapolis. Maybe I'll pop up in L.A. You know what I'm saying? Pop up at the homies' houses and pod from there. You know what I'm saying? We might have the first on the road pod this weekend with a review for um, Comic-Con. So stay tuned. It's going to be a lot to come. Comic-Con this weekend, more podcasts coming this weekend, and a new cartoon pod slash comic. Like, I told you, man, we're more than a podcast. We are merch gang. Merch gang. Media! <laughs> but yeah, let's see here. And then we're going to finally end it here with Cinema Corner. A couple of topics here for you. Um, just starting with Kang Dynasty. Uh, we have a new director for Kang Dynasty. Um, Kang Dynasty is kind of already the Avengers. The last Avengers movie is kind of in shambles right now with uh, Jonathan Majors being in court for what he's in court for, for the domestic violence and the uh, him find, trying to find his girlfriend who was actually lying about the domestic violence and actually was the abuser. Um, they're trying to bring her to court. So it's a lot of stuff they have to figure out. And a lot of courts, uh, a lot of stuff they have to clear before he's able to actually start the filming. So they're considering changing the title of the movie to something else, or just yeah, I think they're change. They want to change the title and make the main villain Doctor Doom rather than have it uh, focused on Kang, which I think is kind of crazy. Um, if you listen to the the Jock and Nerd podcast, um, shout out them. Anthony did mention that they should just kind of keep Kang Dynasty and just recast Kang. There's a whole bunch of variants of him anyways. Just have a variant look different than him. You have that with Loki already. A whole bunch of different looking Lokis. Just go ahead and do that with Kang. Have a different looking Kang. And you can recast them and still continue how you guys are going to continue. You know what I'm saying? Instead of making drastic changes and, and shaking everything up, just stay the course and just make little changes that'll keep the same story on path. But they got a new director, Michael Waldron. <clears throat> it was the director of Loki season one and the Multiverse of Madness. Two pretty good movies. I mean, well, Loki was a show and Loki season one was pretty good. I would say Loki season one was better than Loki season two, if you ask me. But that's just my bias. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, Multiverse of Madness, kind of mixed reviews with that one. Uh, me, personally, I still need to kind of learn more about America Chavez because the movie was kind of centered around her power. And I really don't know what her power is yet still. She just create portals? Is that it? Like, but the direction of the movie was kind of cool, a little bit darker. You know, especially Multiverse of Madness. Loki was kind of sinister at times as well, kind of thrillery. And I like I like how it was filmed and directed. So that could be a good direction. People, I know that'll please the DC crowd. I mean, excuse me, the MC, excuse me, excuse the shit out of me. Uh, MCU crowd, because at least they know that the director didn't put out, a, you know, the bad projects or you didn't have some director that they didn't want. You know, people don't want Taika Waititi anymore. Uh, because he put too much humor in the Thor movies and kind of ruined Thor. But he just recently admitted that he's only been taking the Thor movies for money to feed his, feed his children. He didn't really do any research on Thor, didn't really read the Thor comics. He just needed money for his family, so he took the movies. But yeah, we see some directors that have experience with Marvel, and they know the tone and had some successful Marvel projects. That's all he asked for. You know what I'm saying? I know that this movie is not going to come out for another 500 years anyways. So whoever it is, let's get somebody who's going to be commit committed to it. We don't need to push back anymore. Let's get it started right now, cast it right now. Let's get it going, man. We don't want, we don't need any other holdups because now they're just throwing movies in the middle 
of all this shit, Shang-Chi 2, uh, Spider-Man, or Thor 5, and all this other bullshit, they're throwing in the middle to try to buy themselves time now since they're going to have that pushback so far. And it, I, I'm okay with it, but I hope they don't water down these movies that they're putting in just so they have time to make Kang. You know what I'm saying? Because, uh, man, uh, I just hope they don't... A lot of stuff they're rumored to do as far as bringing all these old characters back and having Logan and Tony Stark and Tobey Maguire Spider-Man uh, run the Avengers and Secret Wars. It's just... I hope they do it justice and don't just speed through everything like they usually do, man, because I ain't got to go into this bill. We just already know what's happening, and we're just hoping for the best. We're going to keep our fingers crossed, but yeah. Next, we're going to go over Squid Games, the challenge. Oh, my God. If you haven't, if you haven't seen it on YouTube yet, YouTube, Netflix yet, go check that shit out. Squid, out. Squid Games, the challenge. So it's not season two like I thought it was of Squid Games. because I know that's supposed to be coming out. But this was actually a game show made off the movie um, with a prize money pot of $4.6 million. Nuts. Instead of the people going in there and actually dying if they don't win the money, they just played all the games. And if they got if they lost the game they got eliminated not died but they got eliminated um started off with like 456 people um everybody worth ten thousand dollars and um there's only one person left at the end and the last person wins the money um so we don't know what's gonna happen um it's still going right now actually um but all the i think it's eight episodes out so far and that takes us to the final two people so, so there's a lot of stuff happens in between. It's it, if you've seen the movie, it's less pressure of I'm a die and more pressure of this is a social game, not just a, comp a competition game. Uh, we have to be cool with people. We have to get to know people. We have to get on people's good sides in order to survive in this game, as well as be good at these games. You know what I mean? So it puts a whole nother spin on it. And you know, we like the challenge. We know, you know, we like survivor. So, this kind of reality challenge show that was made off a successful TV show on Netflix. Yeah, it got me. It got me in the way that they highlighted characters and you didn't really know who was going to get eliminated. And they would just eliminate people that they got us used to and just bring up new people because there's so many people you can interview and do solos with. It's like, we don't know who's going to win and be the last person left. So eventually everybody has to go. So it's like, dang, to see this person that we've been riding with for so many episodes just get eliminated. It's like, damn. But I'm not going to really spoil it for y'all because actually the finale is not even out yet. So when the finale is out, we'll talk a little bit about the build up to the finale. But the show is great, man. Uh, a lot of challenge shows, it's like, okay, uh, it's whatever. Some people think it's rigged or whatever, but this is pretty good. It's the way they filmed it the suspense, the way, again, that they interviewed people and got you used to these people and these people just got killed off like it's Game of Thrones and stuff. And they, the show actually did get a lot of backlash afterwards too because of the conditions that they let the people they left the people in because, again, there was 456 people. Some of these rooms are outdoors, left them outdoors for a long time and then they didn't have chapstick, had their uh, lips getting all chapped outside in the cold and stuff for hours and hours while they filmed. And it said, they said it got so bad sometimes that some people were using the lubricated inside of condoms to lubricate their lips, which was crazy. And at that point, once they saw people doing that, they're like, here goes some lip balm. You can have some. So there are people that got injured in some of the stuff that they were doing. So it, it was a crazy result because Netflix is probably going to make a lot of money from this show. But at the same time, everybody 
that was in the show are kind of spilling the beans about who won and what happened in the show. So it's kind of, I guess they didn't have to sign no NDAs or it wasn't, they didn't get paid nothing there at all because they don't give a fuck. They're going to they're gonna ruin it. <laughs> but yeah, go, go, go watch the show without reading any reviews and just go binge it right now. Cause it's all on Netflix. And then lastly, we, I've been talking a little bit about Vincible, but we had a mid season finale. Damn, I'm kind of stopped up right now, but I didn't know. I forgot to tell you guys. Yeah. They're doing a four season uh, four episode season. They're doing a break and coming out with like the rest of it in like January or some bullshit like that, or somewhere hella far down the line. The first four episodes were tight though. Um, Invincible, um, season two on Prime. If you haven't seen the first season, go check that out because again, it's one of the craziest superhero cartoons, one of the craziest cartoons in general that I've ever seen. Um, the gore and the superhero action and the in the stakes and the acting, voice acting, everything about the show is top notch. Some people are like, oh, it's cartoons. I don't watch cartoons, but check it out, bro. If you watch the first show, the first episode of the first show, uh, first episode of the first season, and then just watch the first season, and you'll be like, oh, shit, I need to see season two. And then seeing what season two had to offer, um, seeing the aftermath of uh, Mark getting his ass whooped by his dad, by Omni-Man, and then him beating him nearly to death after killing a bunch of people, and then him flying off into space. We see the aftermath of what happened. We see that the dad just flew, 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 was hella depressed in, in space for killing his, almost killing his son and talking all that shit to his wife. And trying to uh, ultimately just fill out the uh, fulfill the old filtermite kind of destiny it was to take over the the planet. So these fools just kind of flying through space, and they see this like praying mantis kind of bug species kind of going into this black hole. Uh, he decides to save the planet or save the species, take them back to their planet, and he kind of just kind of became their hero. And over time, I guess he just had sex with one of them and had a baby. Um, and throughout that season, you see Mark kind of dealing with the aftermath of his dad, just kind of breaking uh, breaking up his family and his mom's kind of messed up too as well. Um, we see uh, Mark working for Cecil, trying to be a superhero, but he is not really all kind of like, you know, he doesn't have the wisdom of a superhero, the right and wrong, or just kind of like the awareness, you know what I'm saying? So he's kind of struggling with that as, far, and well, as well as trying to maintain a relationship with his girlfriend, go to college and deal with his dad shit. So it's kind of hard. So you kind of, you kind of feel for him. And um, yeah. And then as he's on one of his missions, he kind of finds his dad and then, he gets in that fight, you know what I'm saying? Once he gets in with his dad and figures out his dad has another son and shit like that, they have that little, you know, conversation about it's like, this is how you should have been on Earth. You care about these bug species, like, and have a kid with a bug when you're on Earth and people are just like you and you didn't care about killing those people. You didn't care about mom. You didn't care about me. It was just, it was deep. It was deep. But then ultimately, as they're reconciling, the Viltrumites uh, kind of find where he is. They come attack him and his son, him and Mark, and they have a epic battle with the Viltrumites. Uh, but yeah, oh yeah, firstly, the the big black Viltrumite almost kills Mark, and Omni-Man comes in and just kind of cuts his stomach open with his hand. I don't know how he'd be doing that. Cut people's whole bodies open with their hand. But uh, yeah. But ultimately, during the fight, um, Omni-Man kills one of the older Viltrumites. Uh, the girl with the long hair, y'all saw it, with the, the, the blade on the back, almost kills Mark, cuts his stomach open. But uh, Omni-Man comes and kills her. But then the big the big black Viltrumite that he didn't kill and only cut his stomach open comes, gives him the ultimate kick to the spine, fucks him up, and then takes him back to Voltrum because they're going to probably kill him for not taking over Earth and just trying to run away and disappear as Mark kind of bleeds to death on the ground. 
And he's like, fuck, my dad's getting taken. This is wild. This is wild. And it ends like that. Four episodes, bro. You can't just tease us and just dip off. It's just crazy. But check it out, though. Season two is out right now. Amazon Prime, if you have it, check it out. Let me know what you think. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got for today, yo. Hope you enjoyed part A and part B. If you didn't listen to them both in a row, hope you enjoyed part B. And if you listen to this, go listen to part A. What the hell are you doing, bro? There's still some good shit over there. But we're at the end of the podcast where I like to let them know where you can find me at. It's your boy, SSC Lydell on the Instagram, Patrick underscore Lydell on the Instagram or on the Snapchat. And then if you're looking for me on X, just, you know, it's Patrick Lydell, I think, on there too, I believe. And then on TikTok, you can find the Best of Bias podcast. That's where I post some of the clips on there as well. You can find me on there. I should go on there a little bit more. But the Best of Bias, you know where to find us on YouTube. You're probably watching it right now. And I thank you for it. Hit that like button on the way out. Hit that bell on the way out. So you know when I uh, post a video, you know when everything's posted and you know when to go watch. You know what I'm saying? I know you're going to watch anyway. I love y'all. Um, but yeah, the video should be up soon. Uh, AKA, again, thank you for everything you do. You guys go visit AKA's page and thank him for always putting these videos up, always having some cool shit bouncing around and always getting us right. You know what I'm saying? Because without him, we would only be best. There would be no advice podcast without AKA. So round of applause for this man. Um, and again, I hope you guys had happy holidays. Uh, merch still available. Hit me for it. You know what I'm saying? You see the blue beanie with the glasses. I still got hard eyes left. And you guys still, I still got the, the new one with the thunderbolts on the side. All still come with gold thunderbolts as well. Because, you know, Growly is the, is the thunder god you know what i'm saying he's the thunder man he brings that lightning he lightning every time he's shocking you feel me uh but hit me up i got you guys um but yeah like i said la comic-con uh content coming new show new superhero content coming all the guys is in it more tournaments coming up uh more chelsea girls corner <laughs> conversations coming up trying to get my girl v-rons on here for sure ashwash is always down to talk to y'all more guests more family more best of bias family coming it's episode 188 hope you enjoy your friday hope you enjoyed your thanksgiving i'm gonna enjoy comic-con come back with plenty of stories plenty of content for y'all talk about some holiday stuff maybe too but it's the best of bias podcast enjoy the rest of your day thank you for clicking play and hey i'm out of here where that theme song at it's your boy it's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, the best of bias. Yeah.